Hey, this is To All The YA I've Loved Before. A podcast where two best friends analyze, discuss, and talk about our love for the young adult fiction of our childhood in the 90s and 2000s. And sometimes beyond. I'm your host, Casey Racer. I'm your co-host, Ashley Spicer. Today, we have on guests Aaron and Sam, the writing team behind E.S. Rosalind's book, Mixtape, Volume 1. On this episode, we're discussing the 90s music we grew up on and still adore. So get ready to press record when your favorite song comes on the radio and hope that the DJ doesn't talk over the end. This is our mixtape for you. Hi, Aaron and Sam. Hi, guys. Hi. If you two want to introduce yourselves to the to all the way audience, that would be amazing. Well, I guess I'll go first. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I need to be better at directing. I'm terrible at it. I'm like, so are we going to do this now? Okay. I mean, I guess I will. So I'm Erin. I am half of the author duo. Um, I am a mom and stay home mom right now. And honor so congratulations um, i love it thank you thank you um yeah that's pretty much it right now i have two crazy boys that are keeping me on my toes right now so that's what I have. That's so there are a lot of work. I am staying at my sister's right now because she just broke her foot. Oh no. <laughs> and she has two kids, so I just got here last night. <laughs> oh gosh. So this is fun for you. This is a new adventure. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. Good luck. <laughs> Thank you so much. I need it. Well, I'm Sam. I let Erin go first because she's the E of the ES, so I figured she should just go first, but maybe I should have not done that telepathically. Uh, <laughs> but you know, uh, so I'm Sam. I'm the S N E S, and I'm a former teacher. I taught for 15 years, and I'm currently on. Uh, we'll call it a break with teaching, and I am at home with my three-year-old. In addition to that, I write curriculum and lesson plans for um, high school English teachers. And I wrote a book with Erin. So those are kind of the things that occupy my time right now. And it's been a lot of fun. We actually don't live anywhere near each other, which I think everyone is always uh, interested to hear. She lives in Ohio and uh, I'm in Maryland. So we do a lot of texting and Google Docs and all that. Uh, I'm in Chicago. Well, I'm usually in Chicago right now. I'm in D.C. And, and I live in California. So we We grew up together, but oh, yeah. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you guys from? Minneapolis. Minnesota, oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice, nice. Yeah, we had to <laughs> get the hell away from there. <laughs> <laughs> we did. <laughs> Relatable. <laughs> where, where did you two grow up? We grew up in um, Pittsburgh, like a suburb of Pittsburgh, PA. So, oh, okay. Um, I mean, I'm pretty sure this is going to be hit on in the next, like in the questionnaire. But um, yeah, we, we grew up across, literally across the street from each other. And we're at oh. each other's houses every day kind of thing. And then when college hit, and then, you know, life started moving on in our separate ways. But we were able to stay in touch by, like, writing. So... <laughs> obviously other ways too but writing was a big part of us staying connected I love that that. so much 
No, we talk about nothing else. We yeah. never leave nothing yeah. else. <laughs> that is it. Our text strands are like every five minutes just pinging each other about you know, what we ate or what, you know, <laughs> what body pod hurt hurt now like <laughs> or or if uh you're crying over uh wait what were you watching Ashley oh god <laughs> I was watching the uh selling sunset reunion and just crying my eyes out today so. sorry I had to call you out I thought it was sweet <laughs> oops uh, well yeah let's let's get into it let's first just talk a little bit about uh mixtape volume one which is out uh I just finished it yesterday at the airport. Nice. <laughs> um, it's Perfect. fantastic. I loved all of just the references. Um, takes place in 2000, 90s references galore. Yep. It was it was amazing. It was beautiful. But yeah, so can you just like tell us a little bit about that volume one? Well, volume one uh, is about 16-year-old Aria Gray. is a musical prodigy. She was touring with her famous father, and um, the story picks up when she is about to come back to her hometown of Bridgeville, Pennsylvania, which is, or Bridgeview, excuse me. Oh, Bridgeville is a real place, Bridgeview is <laughs> But um, she comes home after touring with her father, and it's about her life and adjustment going back to the normal, about being in high school, but reunited with some friends from her past and meeting new friends and going on through a crazy adventure and all that it entails. So, um, it is, it, it has so many 90s references. Um, like to bring our reader back to what we experienced because even though like we graduated, I'm showing our age, but we graduated back in 2003. So a lot of this was just experiences that we went through and the things that we had and yeah okay we had a chat on AOL instant messenger <laughs> because text messaging wasn't a big old thing back then it started to be but not really so we were trying you know bring our readers back into that time and try to like try to share our experience and yeah so it's a, just a combination of all kinds of fun crazy things obviously lots and lots of music <laughs> yes oh yeah so much music, yes. so much music. <laughs> of course, that's the best era of music, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Absolutely. We agree, for sure. Yes. Yes. We, I mean, we just did a whole episode on just what we loved about the 90s, and it kept coming back to, to music because it, it was everything. Um, and then the reason that you are joining us is because you have your second book, the sequel, Mixtape Volume 2, coming out May 30th. If you want to give just like a little, quick little preview of what we have to look forward to. I'll take this one over. Um, so <laughs> Mixtape 2 is a continuation of Mixtape 1. It is the year after. So it's Aria's mm -hmm. senior year. And you are following her through all of the things that senior year entails, figuring out what she wants to do, trying to find herself, of course, getting into some shenanigans with all the cast of characters you know, romance, relationships, all that stuff. Um, so mixtape was meant to be a three-part series and we knew that going in. So mixtape three will actually be set four years in the future. So oh, you'll wow. have junior year, senior year, and then four years in the future. I love that. Okay. That's, that's a great way to do it. Skip those 
pesky college years. Yeah, you know, get it. You know, do a one tree hill into the future. <laughs> the best way to do it, I think. Yeah, exactly. Before we get into our songs, because as we, Ash and I mentioned at the beginning um, in our intro, we are making a mixtape together. Yeah. Our favorite 90s songs. <laughs> 10 songs that we came up with in our little duos in our partnerships. Yes. <laughs> Um, but before we get into that, I just want to talk a little about your writing and about the book and let our listeners know what they have to look forward to in reading it, because you need to go all go on and read it. It's it's fantastic. I love you for saying that. <laughs> <laughs> so you kind of touched on it that you lived across from each other when you were kids. But I also saw that you've known each other for 30 years, which is amazing love that oh we've we've known each other for we've known each other for 20 years years. (laughs) yeah we met when we were 13 so I I Mm -hmm. as soon as I saw that I was like oh yes we love that (laughs) Uh, but how did you meet and what made you become best friends okay so I'm gonna take that one um so (laughs) that made us feel super old but (laughs) Absolutely true. We've known each other for about 30 years. Um, we met, Sam actually moved into the house across the street from me the summer before our second grade year. Oh, so we oh. were, you know, itty bitty. But it was kind of like one of those things where I went outside and was like, oh my God, somebody to play with, right? And mm-hmm. it was like that stepbrothers moment where we just like <laughs> looked at each other and we were like best friends, right? Yeah, absolutely. I <laughs> oh love my that. God. We, we, I mean, we did. You know, bike riding around the neighborhood rollerblading, of course, that was a thing. And um, like the Barbies and writing, honestly, was something that we did ever since we were little and we just would see it again showing our age but we would you know type something out on that paper that you had to like <laughs> apart like pull the like the perforated paper mm-hmm. yeah, okay, so I know showing our age I loved doing that <laughs> yes so we would like write it out and then we'd run across the street and I crap you not I would both of us were like nine times out of ten barefoot we were just <laughs> literally running in between each other's yeah. houses just typing out stories and everything like that so um it writing has been a part of our relationship ever since we started being friends so, yeah I love that I that you have that, that history of writing between you two you kind of got into this but um what made you want to become writers and how did you decide to start working together as writers I don't think there was ever a moment where we said, hey, we should be writers. I think it just happened so organically. And we, again, like Aaron said, we started when we were so young. We were probably, I would say, nine or 10 when we started these whole, you know, fantastical stories of just who knows what we were writing about at that point in time. But we really would run to each other's houses with papers and read each other's chapters. And I mean, the computers were ancient at that time. You really had to... (laughs) you know, be really patient about letting them load and trying to edit. And it it definitely just sort of happened over time. We would be in middle school. And it's just so funny because, you know, a lot of the people who are following us right now are really just friends and family because we're we're fairly new and we're just getting started. Uh, So we got a comment a couple, I guess maybe a month ago or so, where somebody said, I remember in middle school, you guys used to run around with notebooks and pass them back and forth. And I was like, (laughs) oh, 
we really did that. <laughs> I honestly, I forgot about that until you said it. Yeah. That's so yeah. cute. And I have a couple of them. So we would just pass them back and forth. And we were always, we were always writing something. And it wasn't until college, really, that we started flushing out the idea for a fantasy series that we were going to write. And it never came into fruition we still have the idea in our back pocket and would love to do it someday but it just never became anything um until recently within the past like five years or so uh you know we had been talking back and forth about writing something and I kept harping on this specific idea and she said she looked at me she just said let's do it let's make it happen let's do it and we really did. It wasn't just a, you know, hey, let's maybe write a book. It we, we we really did it. So it just all happened very naturally, and everything just sort of fell into place. And it was funny how well we really complement each other. You know, her strengths are my weaknesses, and my strengths are things that she's not great at. So we really do a very great job of balancing each other out to make it work. And we've learned we've been doing this for couple of years. I mean, mixtape one was rewritten probably three times, which, uh, you know, a lot of people don't realize how much goes into a book, even if you are indie published or if you are, however you are published, it's going to be written and rewritten several times. So we've been at this for quite a while. So mixtape two is probably technically our fifth book that we've written together because three for mixtape one, two for mixtape two. And now we think we've got sort of a system going on that we can build on. So we're hoping mixtape three is just one book instead of multiple. <laughs> hoping for sure. But, yeah, yeah, that's a, that's hard to do with two. Like mm-hmm. I can barely yeah. work with myself. So. Yeah. <laughs> Coordinating that. Yeah, you've been working at it your whole life. Right, right. But we decided, and I don't know why we decided this. It was a terrible idea, but you know what? We're in it. So it is what it is. But, you know, writing a series was a horrible idea to start with. (laughs) It was a horrible idea. We should have written a standalone first before we tried to do a series. Because let me tell you, I forget everything. And this is where she is the greatest because she'll look at me and she'll say, we can't do that. This happened in chapter seven of mixtape one, and you're just going against everything that was written there. Exactly. Like yeah. page 67, paragraph three, sentence five, like this already happened. <laughs> oh my God. can't do that. I'm like, oh. We went from, you know, passing notebooks back and forth. Thankfully, with the technology the way it is now, we can work through Google Docs, so it's not mm-hmm. like we have to you know, get in a car and drive all the way to each other's state to see each other's story ideas. Fax each other. (laughs) (laughs) So it's good. I was curious about your process, so I'm I'm glad to hear it all. It's crazy because there are actually still no books involved because I, you know, and I, I swear Sam does the same thing, but like I'll wake up in the middle of the night or right before I'm going to lie down to go to bed and I will immediately think of an idea mm-hmm. and of course I decided that it was best to put like one notebook by my by my bed like on my nightstand table you know and then there's another one downstairs and Sam and I had long ago said that we should tar- start like a separate text strand for all of our ideas that we have for just and we forget so we'll have our notebook we'll have <laughs> the text strands and because we're best friends, and I'm sure you guys do this, you guys have different conversations with each other through different apps. 
Oh, yeah. Absolutely. One going in Snapchat, one going in Instagram. Yes. So there's like ideas all over the place, but thankfully we do keep each other in line. And one of us will remind each other to actually like write it into a Word doc. So we can, or not Word doc. Oh my God, again, showing my age. The, the Google doc um, so that we can, you know, sort of kind of stay on track. Yeah, that's a lot of different threads to go yes. through to get everything <laughs> yeah. together. So switching gears a little bit, but this is always a question I like to ask guests because, I mean, what what are we here for except for, you know, teen books and movies? Yeah. So what were some of both of your favorite books, teen movies, TV shows, What whatever you liked? What was your favorite things? So we actually had a lot of the same favorite things in high school. We were definitely huge geeks. I... <laughs> I don't have any other way to put it, um, yeah, no. except Erin hid hers way better than I did. I think I was just out with it. Like, oh my God. She had people thinking she was cool as anything. Casey was way better at that than I am, too. Yeah, like, I'm just Still like, am. no, this is who I am. Um, and we played Dungeons and Dragons. We role played. We did all of that, like total fantasy nerd stuff. And mm-hmm. it just lended itself into stories and storytelling mm-hmm. and, you know, all of that really cool stuff. So we were big Harry Potter fans, big Lord of the Rings fans. We did all that. Um, but we also really loved some of the great, like, you know, 90s and 2000s movies. We watched Center Stage religiously because oh, we were both dancers. Oh my god! So, we were not dancers, but we stage. did the same. <laughs> we pretended. We pretended. We were. Because yes. Center Stage, yeah. everyone wanted to yeah. be a dancer. Oh, yes. Yes. yes, absolutely. Yes. So as yeah. far as that, yeah, definitely all of those things. And um, I know I, I think Aaron was too, but I think um, I was a huge Nicholas Sparks fan. Yep. Uh, a Walk <laughs> to Remember was one of the first books that I mean made me ugly cry. <laughs> I did not know a book could make me cry like that. And here we are many years later. I'm still ugly yeah. crying at books. <laughs> one, of the, one of the first ones. Oh, gosh. We were big TGIF babies. Oh, but yeah. Big, yeah. Boy Meets World. Um, yeah. You know, step by Step. I'm trying to think of like all Family Matters. Huge, huge, you know, um, TGIF babies. Oh, MTV. Sierra L2, by the oh, way. Yeah. Oh. Of course, oh, like, yeah. of music, right? Absolutely. Like that was <laughs> Carson Daly and all that. So TRL, we watched religiously. We mm-hmm. called in all the time, <laughs> all of the recording, the videos and trying to learn the dances. We actually slid that oh, into yeah. mixtape a couple of times because yeah, that was a real thing. So why did you choose to set your stories in the year 2000? So the idea to set it in the year 2000 was really because we wanted to write what we knew. And for us, high school was the year 2000, a little bit before, a little bit after. But for us, it was what we knew. So it made the most sense to set it in that time period. There was also a layer of wanting it to be before social media and technology really exploded, especially with the subject matter that we're writing about. We didn't want to explore that extra layer on top of it, um, because I think a lot of it was just wanting to write from a place that was authentic. And for us, you know, those things weren't really available yet. I mean, MySpace didn't really even become super popular until we were seniors in high school. And Facebook was still college 
uh, based when we were Mm -hmm. starting college. So we didn't want to add that additional layer to the story. It felt like something um, that just, you know, wasn't genuine. So setting it in the year 2000 and actually um, Aria and Emma graduate in 2002. So they're a year behind us. So we even pushed it back a little bit further, much to my dismay, as I was uh, doing a lot of the research for the songs because the year 2002 isn't great. It's not. There are much better years out there. Yeah. The 90s, for example. Yeah. 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 I just finished mixtape two. And as we were researching songs, I was like, why didn't we do 2003? 2002 was just <laughs> not it. The songs were just not it. So. Oh, but the four years in the future. Oh, that that's going to be good. I'm telling yeah. you, yeah. we've been we've been making a playlist for mixtape three for probably three years now because every time a song doesn't hit the correct year, we add it to the mixtape three playlist. So yeah. I feel like mixtape three is going to be the best music there is because there are so many great albums between '02 and '06 that mm-hmm. I didn't even realize were you know the years that these albums came out so I when I tell you I'm excited to make sure these songs somehow make the book that is going to be my favorite part of getting mixtape three is making sure these songs see the light of day again yeah we because we were 16 in 2006 and so like that was like Mm -hmm. our music like a day (laughs) yeah absolutely As I was telling you, I I love your book. I loved how you portrayed the friendships. I loved how Arya and Emma like kind of found each other and like immediately were kind of like there with each other. That was one of my favorite things about volume one. And you also, you know, you have the crushes and all of those adolescent emotions. Um, I thought those were all really beautifully encapsulated in the story. What was your favorite part about traveling back to high school as an adult while writing these books? To kind of piggyback off of what Sam, a lot of it was writing about what we know and what we knew was being a kid in the two early 2000s, you know, being a teen in the early 2000s. And traveling back to that time, I think, was a roller coaster of good emotions and a roller coaster of bad emotions because you get to revisit what happened to you, right? What happened to you, what happened to your friends. And- the relationships you built and the music you listened to. And so a lot of it was hitting like hardcore memories for us. And you see it in our writing because what you see in our writing is what we experience. I think that's the, the really cool thing about it is that we get to get you guys to travel back in times when we were cool, you know, <laughs> when we were cool. And, um, <laughs> experience life the way we did and sometimes that was good and sometimes it was bad but it brought us to what we are today and music was honestly a huge part of that process and that was really the idea for us behind writing mixtape one her junior year mixtape two her senior year and then waiting four years to show what's happened to her in the future because when you're writing about things like this, especially when it can get kind of heavy, because high school isn't just, you know, music and dances and boys and girls mm-hmm. and whatever, you know, friendships and whatever. Some of us, some people had some really terrible things happen to them. Mm-hmm. And yeah. as a YA reader, I was really bothered by some of the other YA books out there that just didn't dig into the healing part of it. 
and really, and I'm, I've been, I think on a soapbox about this recently because I've just read a couple of novels and verse that really dig into assault and just kind of leave it. Um, this happens goodbye kind of a thing. And when you're a teenager reading about heavy things that, you know, happen in the world, I, I really wanted there to be a view of the other side of it, of what happens and how hard it can be, but how all of these people and all of this support can really help you get to the other side. Um, and so that was sort of, yes, we're revisiting high school, but we're, we're revisiting all of high school. We're not just revisiting the fun stuff, but of course we love the fun stuff. And we love that other people are loving the fun stuff too, because we're getting, you know, text messages and reviews and stuff from people who are like, oh my goodness, you just talked, talked about Napster. That's so funny. <laughs> and yes, yes, it is. It's great. We love yeah. that. But also we want young people to see that these things happened you know, at all points in time and all, you know, walks of life and they're horrible. But now that some of us are adults and coming out the other side, we want to show them that they can heal and they can get better and they can get stronger and um, those things can happen. So that was really a lot of the inspiration behind the book. I love that. It's so important to show that, you know, you can have these great times, but there's also those struggles that you have as a teenager and just showing you know, how you can get through that is, is really important. So you've talked a lot about the main character, Aria. Who was your favorite non-main character to write about? Uh, three, two, one, Cody. Cody. For I sure. love Cody. <laughs> Cody was our favorite by far. Honestly, it's who we all aspire to be. At least, like, Sam and I have honestly sent text messages back and forth that said, Cody is the best part of this book. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's, he's so cool. The things that he says, you know, the the way he lives life, I if he's the person I want to be half the time. So it's yeah. like, what would I say if I were Cody? <laughs> like, what would Cody do? That's yeah, exactly. just gonna say that. <laughs> That's that's such a fun character to write when you're dealing with like all these kids that with all their emotions and everything. You're like, mm-hmm. no, Cody is just Cody. He is who he <laughs> is, and he is the one who is going to completely stir the pot. And he's the one who creates the drama and he just gets mm-hmm. into it in book two. And we had a blast writing him, but we also struggled a little bit writing him because, you know, like Aaron just said, 2023 is very different than 2002. And the way that certain characters are viewed was very different. And I know yeah. that, you know, when we were in high school, um, being gay was not as out there as it is mm-hmm. now. You couldn't just... And even we, we just struggle with how to present him without wanting to be sort of revisionist, I guess. We wanted it mm-hmm. to be authentic to who he is and to the year and to the experience and all of that, but also not wanting to really, you know, tell his story for him kind of a thing. Um, so that was kind of a sticking point for, for book two was trying to make sure we got that right. And hopefully we did. <laughs> That's all I can say. <laughs> Fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we tried. So just know that you're hearing this and we tried really hard because yes. <laughs> we adore him. We really wanted to give him uh, the best story arc that we possibly can because he's our favorite. Let, let's make our mixtape now. Yes. <laughs> let's do we it. Ready. Let's, let's make our mixtape. Coming in at number one. All I Have to Give by the Backstreet Boys. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 
I yeah. know that this isn't necessarily everybody's favorite Backstreet Boys song, or perhaps the one they think of when they think of the Backstreet Boys, but there is a very specific moment in mixtape where this song comes up and it's homecoming and the song is playing and they're having their really their first awkward dance. And it's awkward because <laughs> they're both, they just don't know what to do. She doesn't know how to dance. She's nervous. They're all nervous, right? So you can just picture a really sweaty, smelly high school gym. I can still like, smell that. I feel right? like. Yeah. Get that scent. And so we decided it had to be included in our mixtape because not only was it important to mixtape one, but it's important to mixtape two as well. So we wanted to give it a nod. Um, But also that album in particular was defining for our youth. I think that probably everybody is more my favorite. I think that's probably my favorite. But this one, it just... It was too special to the book and to, you know, the upbringing to leave out. You have to give a nod to, to the boy bands of the 90s, right? I mean, you have oh, to have action boys, you have to have NSYNC. So, and, you know, talk about the whole, if you weren't a BSBA fan, you were in sync, and they all hated each other. If you weren't, you know, <laughs> the other one. Or they were made by the same person. <laughs> right, like yeah. everybody had a crush on Justin Timberlake or JT, and then it was, no, it was Nick Carter or you know, whatever. But um yeah, we had to give a nod to the boy bands because they were they were huge. They were huge mm-hmm. in the nineties and early two thousand. And like Sam said, all I have to give definitely holds a very special place in these books. So So going back to our nineties episode, we had a long talk about everybody Baxter's back. <laughs> Yeah, and about how you think of right with the the music video. Yes, yes, the yeah, absolutely. That music video was our sexual awakenings. Yes, (laughs) like we're just like, oh, yes, what is happening? What am I feeling? What are those (laughs) feelings? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, and which is weird too. I feel like that really says a lot about it. We're like, oh, they're creepy and they're hot. Like but they're hot, right? Yeah. <laughs> like monsters. <laughs> I didn't know that I could be in love with a zombie. Like <laughs> this, this has a book in something in me. <laughs> this feels like fan fiction. Yeah. <laughs> it really, it really, like, it feels like, like someone got on like, archive of our own and like was like oh what can I do to be real weird about the extra boys can you write me a AJ Phantom of the Opera book please I'm in I got you <laughs> thank you done <laughs> Next take four. All right. featuring AJ amazing I have new love for AJ in my adulthood I, I thought he's he very, was always he's very cute he did well. he did, he did. <laughs> Did I? I liked the ones with the tattoos and weird facial hair. Yes. You did. <laughs> you had a type. I did. <laughs> um. So I guess number two on our mixtape, my heart will go on, Celine Dion. Celine. Yes, we. I I was a huge Celine Dion fan as a child, and then still as an adult, I will I like to go into bars and play Celine Dion for like an hour straight on touch tunes and just make everyone pissed off. Yeah, just be just be grooving <laughs> by myself. You do that, but Sam and I would be in that bar holding our like spoons and forks, singing along to the song, like <laughs> you know, 
trying to blow wind in each other's hair to stand it <laughs> oh out. Oh my gosh. Right? Like, it's, it would be a whole scene without there. <laughs> it really would be. Of course, it's Titanic, which yeah. Ashley, oh, yes. you, you were a huge Titanic girl. In our other good tie-in, but we talked about my mom used to make Halloween costumes for me, and she made... The costume, not not like the the typical ball gown that everyone wanted, but it was the the flowy like pastel dress that she wore when they were like <laughs> like right before they had sex, basically. <laughs> you know, right before the the good old car scene. Yes. Except AJ was in the car, right? It was. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that Leo! That Leo man. He was yeah, cute. Gosh, he, yeah, that nineties boys were on a different level. Something Leo, like Taylor Thomas. Our life. I'm trying to think. He was Casper. What was his name? Devin Sawa. I just went and saw Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret, um, at Alamo Draft House, and they played a bunch of old like commercials and trailers beforehand and so now and then was on there oh my god by the way i I cried to that the the preview (laughs) trailer listen there there was four of us there was four of us growing up in the in the neighborhood and we're now and then oh now and then so yes we were oh my god that was one of our movies and you know we would call each other by the characters names and you know it 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 was intense Yes. So Aaron was Roberta. I was Samantha. Our friend Christine was Teeny and our friend Caitlin was Chrissy. And we definitely thought we were the now and then ladies. And we still like, if you see a meme or something, we'll tag each other in it. (laughs) That's so cute. (laughs) Well, not perfect. Your name is Samantha. I know. (laughs) And I kind of a tomboy so it kind of like they really were out. I was just gonna say that yeah it all just yeah. sort of worked out we definitely went and a the writer airwalks and baggy jeans and oh my god those, those were the days <laughs> uh, all right so you two are up with number three on the mixtape okay number three so I will grab this one and I have to admit so Another big song that came into play in mixtape was Crazy for This Girl by Evan and Jared. And right behind this, I will try to abbreviate. (laughs) um, This journey has been a crazy journey, a real crazy journey. And in one of the first drafts of mixtape, we used so many lyrics. Like, (laughs) I can't even tell you how many lyrics we used. It was probably not something I should admit to, but we thought, hey, we're using some of these lyrics. That might be a problem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, I, crap you not, I like made an entire Excel spreadsheet of just all of the songs we listed, lyrics to all the owners were, because of course you have to go and search for not who you think owns it, but like the 52 people who do own it. <laughs> and <laughs> You have to email all of them or, you know, get in touch with all of them and say, hey, can I use this? And it is a big, ugly process. And I probably sent out probably like 30 some emails. And a lot of these songs and um, artists are owned by big time names, like Universal, 
or um, I'm trying to like think of some of the other big ones on top of my head. But in any event, um, I'm I'm sending them the list like I know what I'm talking about. Like, hey, I want to use your lyrics. Here's all the pretend legalese. Like I know what I'm talking about. Can I please song? Right. And <laughs> one of the only people actually responded to us and to say, hey, what you trying to do? Can we talk about this? Was um, Evan and Jared. And they, oh my God. there was no like, yeah, you can use it for the first hundred copies send out. Or it was just, hey, send us a copy of your book. It's our lyric. Oh. So it was like them giving us the <laughs> dream that we always wanted, right? Because the way this book was supposed, it, the book looked a certain way in our head, right? You opened up the chapter, you saw the track that it that it was, you know, that was attached to it, and there was there was honestly an epigraph, epigraph, yeah, that's what it's called. Um, at the beginning of like you know four <laughs> lines of lyrics to kind of give you a preview of what the track was about, and all of those had to go away with the no, you're going to owe us, you know, an obscene amount of money if you so, you know put our lyrics in this. But they were just like, no, here you go. So they help to make our dream come true so we not only wanted to like recognize them just basically as much as we could for being amazing human beings but it still it does honestly and truly hold like a special place in our heart just because of how simple and how understanding and how wonderful they were so that's incredible now whenever I hear that song I'm gonna be like these are some nice people And let me tell you now, after that entire experience, sometimes I hear a song and I go, they're not very nice. (laughs) Oh, I can imagine. So there's the tea. Yes. (laughs) Ashley, do you want to do number four? Yeah. Our next one is Torn by Natalie and Brulia. Yes. (laughs) Amazing. I like, we were also MTV kids of course and that music video like as you can see now I have this short hair (laughs) she's what made me want to have this short hair and just be like this badass empowered woman (laughs) just sitting on the floor singing love that song yeah (laughs) seven years old yeah yes (laughs) (laughs) for sure (laughs) yeah I it's such a great song it's such a great music video every time it comes out I'm just like yes yeah, like because it was always like her and like Meredith Brooks and you know like all mm-hmm. of Alanis Morissette, yep. all of our all of yes. our girls, the Cheryl yes. Crowd. Oh my God, yes, so good. Absolutely it's just her. all these songs too. Like they're so deep, and like we were, you know, I was seven years old when this came out, and I'm just like, <laughs> I felt it. You know, <laughs> like I knew anything about. It. <laughs> yeah. I just got my heart broken. <laughs> Yes. I left my stuffed monkey somewhere. Like that was right. my biggest heartbreak. Yeah. AJ didn't give me the time of day. Yes. <laughs> it's hard. Uh, number five. Okay, so you're gonna have to give us a pass on this one, but we're gonna open up and tell you some real deep, dark secrets today. Ooh. On the to all the YA podcast. <laughs> But uh, we are longtime Hanson fans. We've been (laughs) Hanson fans since we were, oh, 12 years old, 11 years old, something like that. And to this day, still Hanson fans. Um, 
yes, Stonehenge fans, and everybody knows it. So, <laughs> you know, it's not a secret. Um, but we had to throw Mbop by Hanson onto the mixtape. Amazing song. 1997. Not our favorite Hanson song uh, at all. Oh, what is it? Favorite Hanson song for that? Yes. Oh my goodness, you've put me on the spot. Sorry. No, I probably have, have, a... have to be 90s. Does it have to be 90s or can it just be favorite Hanson? It could be whatever. Okay. Yeah. Save me. Save me. Yes. Oh, that's a good save, one. I love Save Me. And it's Save oh, Me. Oh my God. You can we can we just talk about can we hold on for a second? The fact that you know what I'm saying just makes me so happy. I am a big Hanson fan and I saw them when uh I saw them in Cleveland uh when they were they had like an orchestra. They were doing yeah, like, string orchestra. Theory. Yeah. yeah the string theory. Oh, yeah. it was so beautiful. Yes. Yes. So <sighs> We had to put it on there. We we did put a nod to them in the book because you know we had to, um, but yeah, we've been we've been longtime Hanson fans and uh, we've you know gotten crap for it pretty much our entire lives. So, you know what? Say I yeah same. But that is some good music. I love. Okay, where's the love? Is actually my favorite. Yes, where's the love? It's so fun. I just like put. It, there was a point in my life when I'd put that on for like like five times straight. Yeah, yes. I'd just be like. Yep. And I mean, this was not when I was a child. This was five years ago. So. It's like yesterday. It's okay. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I I mean, we're, as we've been saying about like boy bands and stuff, I, they're a little bit different than a boy band, but. Oh, absolutely. Yep. Same concept, how um, things that teen girls love, people yep. hate. Mm-hmm. And so Hanson is definitely one of those things. People like, I've had people get irrationally angry at me for putting on mbop like at a bar mm-hmm. and it's just like re- relax <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's like a two and a half minute song guys like come on well i just we think it's funny we sam and i text each other every time we hear like mbop or you know one of the songs on like a radio station or again or whatever like I target your hands it's like you just like perk up oh yep especially during christmas time because that album always gets so much love Mm -hmm. so every time i'm in a store around christmas there's always a hanson song going on somewhere and i'm like oh oh." (laughs) what is their christmas song i i'm the odd man out again i don't i'm not really a hanson fan (laughs) 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 they have two christmas albums but i think the first one is still probably the more popular one that i hear Mm -hmm. out and about it's one they released right after the mbop album came out and um It's yeah, Snowden. It's yeah, I hear it all the time, and I'm like, oh, that's Hanson. I wonder if like, some people might, probably don't even know that it's Hanson. They're just like, oh, listen to Run Run yeah. Run. This is great. Yeah, like, yeah <laughs> probably that's a good yeah. point. Bouncing back to our '90s episode, because like I said, we talked about a lot of music. Um, one of my like distinct memories in 1996 was a Hanson billboard for like a radio station right outside of the army base where I lived that we'd pass every single day. And I would just look up at it and be like, oh. <laughs> Would do you have a favorite? Were you a which which girl were you? Well, back in the day, I was a, I was a Zach gal because oh. you know. But as an adult, I recognize that Taylor is the the tr- the true number one. I'm just saying. I'm just saying, right? He's Stop. the he's the Nick Jonas. Let's be real, <laughs> like. <laughs> 
He's the Nick Jonas, but I'm okay with it. I'm like, I, I, I love, you know, we, we could go probably do a whole nother episode on the Jonas Brothers, but, um, you know, I'm okay with it. I've always been the Zach fan and she's always been the Taylor fan. So we never overlapped. It's always been fine. You didn't have to fight over. Yeah. <laughs> There's no fighting going on. No fighting. And I also just go on the record here and tell you that last time when we saw them, Taylor blatantly checked Aaron out. And... Oh, shut up, no, don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> go for it. I think you should go for it. <laughs> we have photographic evidence of his oh eyeballs. Oh, my God. Right up and down you. her. Right up and down her. I am making the dumbest face possible. Like, if you That's ever perfect. wanted a picture to have to be like, oh, my God, yes, this the perfect example of every dream that I had when I was 13 years old and I'm making like the face <laughs> like I'm making a face that I'm in like mid-speech and Sam's like oh my god look at his face he's checking out I was like I know but look at my face <laughs> just photoshop a different face right? <laughs> yeah he can't Perfect. show us look at my face even though it is proof that he was literally eyeballing her up and down that we can't share it because her face I love that. Um, I'm I'm jealous. First of all, very jealous. (laughs) (laughs) Um, what number are we on? Six. Six. I think so. I want you by Savage Garden. (gasps) Um, I mean because of course Chicka Cherry Cola, but also (laughs) everything else about it. I love. Okay, I I'm unapologetically a Savage Garden fan in the year of 2023. That. That's amazing. Uh, wonderful, wonderful music, but it, they do have a lot of what we call um, like home good sign lyrics, where it's like, oh, oh, yeah. I want to stand with you on a mountain, like that yeah. kind of thing. What is that? Such a weird lyric. The first time that I went to uh, my my now husband's uh, house when we had first started dating, like his dad's house, uh, mm-hmm. He had just his dad had just remarried. We hadn't met his like wife or anything. Very much of that, you know, like all these signs and stuff. Like, it, I don't judge you if you like it, go for it. But he, right. but we walk in and Ryan goes, "Do you think he's a big Savage Garden fan?" <laughs> <laughs> I was dying. That's what you immediately think when they have like live, laugh, love going on. You're like mm-hmm. Savage Garden, Savage yeah, Garden. Garden. <laughs> We actually chose To the Moon and Back for one of the mixtape tracks. So I don't know if that was book one or book two, but Savage Garden did make it somewhere, somewhere in mixtape. So uh, we're approved. Great great band. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're still playing music together. Like, I would believe you. It's terrible. I will, I will be, I will admit, I, I, I don't know. I don't either. It's, uh, <laughs> and it was like, it was, I just, I love a music video still to this day. Like if I'm listening to music, I'll have on the music video for it because oh, I'm an MTV kid and yeah. that one comes on and it's just so weird and like, so like washed out, like the filter uh-huh. on it is just like, he, he doesn't have a nose pretty nope. much. Like it's just, it's very, it's very much of the time. Very 90s. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> All right, number seven for you two, I believe. I think so. So number seven, we're going to go with Angel of Mine by Monica. Um, 
90s was Brandy and Monica and, you know, just, just the songs that they came out with were uh, just chef kiss, right? Like, but Angel of Mine hit home. Um, it, it's really weird because this, this story is about romance, right? Mixtape has romance in it. About finding the right one, about being with the right one, and the way the way we write the book, uh, the, I guess the book series, um, sometimes we'll have a song in mind, right, and then the chapter will just kind of flow out. Other times we write the chapter because we know where it's going, and then we try to put the song back to what we have written. But Angel of Mine is one of those ones that I heard it and it was like, I knew exactly what I wanted to do with it, right? Like, and I hurried up and I messaged Sam. I'm like, this is the idea. This is the idea. And he's like, yes, go now. Like, <laughs> once the idea comes, you got to start writing it, right? But that song, it, you know, it, it, it did happen in, as a, uh, in the prom, I believe. Yeah, at prom, one. And it kind of just throws you back into that time of dances and the, the dresses you had to wear and the, the the setup like you know the big um 3d cardboard cutouts of all this whatever theme your prom was right so it was <laughs> like as soon as I heard that song that image just went like straight into my head and it was one of those aha moments and it fit just perfectly in the scene that we wanted to create like the setting that we wanted to create the the, the feeling we wanted to encapsulate like we want the protagonist to be with the one who she wants to be with and it's like you know they're 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 getting there and it's like song just it fits perfectly what we were trying to do so that definitely had to get a nod on our list great song perfect slow dance song yeah absolutely (laughs) i i know i almost did we almost did uh the boy is mine is mine yes uh because (laughs) i okay because that music video is my favorite thing ever to watch the fashion so, the, like the the yeah. house like the apartments the are the, road, the rooms rotate too yeah oh uh, yeah. yeah so i but then i was like but you guys have a monica one so you you got you got that don't worry that's in two <laughs> <laughs> it's, in it's, two. It's, in peak. it's in two don't you worry <laughs> it made it <laughs> ashley number eight so we couldn't have a 90s mixtape without Tub Thumping by Chumbawamba. I get knocked down. <laughs> I get up again. <laughs> this is another one. I mean, I think this came out like the same year. So I'm like seven or eight years old. And I'm just like, I have no idea what they're okay. talking about. <laughs> but the best part of it was, was you being able to say pissing the night away. Yep. Yes. <laughs> At exactly. seven years old. Yep. <laughs> And also having absolutely no idea what in the world that meant. I just that thought somebody oh, yeah. had no idea. a lot <laughs> all night. Like, maybe you should get your bladder checked. I don't know. Right? It sounds like you need a doctor. Do you have a UTI? Yeah. <laughs> What's going on? Need a doctor. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That... Such a bop. Chumbawamba is just such a weird band name and like the the cd cover and like everything yes <laughs> it was yes number nine we couldn't fill out the list without throwing in some diva and we specifically asked for this version because it is the best so number nine is you drive me crazy stop remix by britney spears yeah it is perfection 
absolute perfection. So we chose this one because in mixtape, this is the talent show scene. But the great story about this was that this really happened in our real waking lives. In high school, we were in a talent show. And yes, we got out metal folding chairs and danced on them (laughs) in that talent show. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You are braver than I have ever been in my entire life. (laughs) Wow. I'm, so, I, yeah. I'm like in the presence of greatness right now. Oh, oh my God. I love you. I love you. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> I don't know if video of this even exists. I know oh, there's a photo oh. maybe somewhere, but I know specifically that we took those chairs and slammed them on the floor when she said stop. And that was just, <laughs> we thought we were the coolest, the right. absolute coolest so <laughs> oh my gosh you were yeah <laughs> what wait what were you wearing okay uh, I remember uh, ready <laughs> so you know in the video she had the black pants and the green top right mm-hmm. yeah. so we tried to mimic that and we all wore black pants and we had different color tops to Amazing. try to have you know the same Britney vibe going on nice that's yeah. Definitely good thinking. Yeah, and definitely the crazy, like partially crimped hair with some curls, <laughs> and then the way too bright eyeshadow and lipstick that thank God is not oh. right now. But just blew up to face, your eyebrow. Yes, yes. But uh, yeah, there a lot and way too much glitter, like more glitter than <laughs> so much glitter. <laughs> Like, the stuff that would go in your hair and on your body and all over your clothes, like, in the spray can, and uh, it was just, it was everything. Or, like, the loose <laughs> ones that you would get from Hot Topic, yeah. and yeah. that glitter was everywhere. You would oh. find sex of that glitter in every crevice of your body for days <laughs> after even showering. I think I still have some on me. I think so. I, I like that I do too. It's probably like seeped into my system as well. I was about to say, it goes yeah. through our blood now. It's, yeah. It's, Ooh. It's That's kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> Glitter blood. Glitter blood. Um, we also, for so for number 10, our last one, um, also has some divas in TLC. Yes. Uh, no scrubs. Of course, because, I mean, well, there's lots of good TLC songs, but this was the one, I mean, this is, a, uh, this will one. always be the one. <laughs> it will. It will. Here's what I've learned about No Scrubs. I was a teacher for a long time, and we would do these, like, fun days, and so the kids would uh, want to karaoke. So one of the rooms was always a karaoke room. I did not realize that the lyrics to No Scrubs are actually incredibly inappropriate and should not <laughs> be karaoke by high schoolers. <laughs> I learned that the hard way while my boss was sitting there watching us karaoke oh, no. No Scrubs. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a thing that really happened. And uh, now Oops. all I think about when I think of No Scrubs is the fact that those lyrics are so, like, I thought it was just a fun, you know, fun, silly song. I didn't realize that as I'm sitting there, I'm like, oh, these are kind of dirty. You can think about that with a lot of the songs that came out of the 90s. Sure. Yeah, to be honest with you, yeah. but it's, it's really funny because you're younger and you think you know what you're talking about. And then all of a sudden you start listening 
listening to those lyrics again and you're like, oh, <laughs> I was, you know, 13, well, saying this stuff. Exactly. Like, meanwhile, my, my seven-year-old sings no scrub, so I can't really. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know. Take with that what you want. <laughs> I think that this was like pretty much a, a a top one for us because it it was a roller skating rink song. Like oh, yeah. this is always on yeah. at the roller skating rink. I feel Absolutely. like. Oh my god, roller skating! <laughs> I oh my gosh, I'm so upset. I've been trying to find roller skating rinks to go to for my my upcoming birthday, and like there's none in the Chicago area, just like in the suburbs, oh, what? like way far out. And I was like. Come on, why does anyone want to roller skate with me? <laughs> we have one right up the street. So okay, come, I have come to right Maryland. Oh my god. Yeah, I'm coming. I'm coming. Come on. <laughs> right up the street. I'm ready. We can get all those songs going and do a roller skating party. I have time. I have roller skates. <laughs> I don't, but I'll find some. I'm, set. Yeah, I'm sure we can rent them. <laughs> yeah. Oh yes. Let's all get together and have a roller skating party. That sounds I, so much fun. <laughs> I'll, I'll be the one on hanging on the side, holding on to the the thing, just dancing in the corner. That's that's the one that'll be. Me. <laughs> I'll give you high fives as you go. Perfect. <laughs> Ashley and I are gonna somewhere. So. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just gonna be pulling we'll be Ashley, holding hands, yeah. and throwing her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's exactly what I envisioned. I'm gonna need one of those like chairs that they stick in front of you, like that's me for the kids. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh, thank you so much for coming on and talking about all of the greatest 90 songs in your book. And so Mixtape Volume 1 is out, uh, and I will put a link to it down in the show notes. And can you tell uh, my audience where we could follow you and slash if you have a website, all that good stuff? So you can find us online at esrosalindwrites.com, or you can find us on Instagram and Facebook. Instagram is at esrosalind, and Facebook, you can just type in esrosalind, and hopefully you should see our faces and uh, click like, and we would love to have some YA fans come and chat with us. I think our fans will definitely love your books. And so volume two is coming out May 30th. Yes. Yes. So in like a week. I don't know. This is what is what is this month? I have this, no this idea. Is We're in the right month. <laughs> so it's it's coming. We're coming it's for you. Almost <laughs> here. But I mean, everyone will be able to see it. I'll post about it. I'm super excited for you two, and I I'm just so happy that you came on and we got to oh, chat thank about you for it. For having us, yeah, I'm so, so excited to be here. Thank you guys. Uh, you can also follow us on Instagram at to all the YA, and we are a pink. Plaid Media production, and you can find us at www.pinkcloudmedia.com. All right. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye.